0: Hello, my name is Barbara Avila, and this is the Synergy Autism Podcast. For more information about Synergy, you can go to www.synergyautismcenter.com. Today I want to talk to you about how to apply the concepts that are put forth in The Power of Showing Up, written by Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson. I really appreciate both of them so very much. And I get asked the question a lot, actually, about, well, how do you bring these concepts into parenting or guiding somebody on the autism spectrum? And in The Power of Showing Up, uh, which I highly recommend the book, um, it is not specific to autism, it's not specific to disability. It is um, a book about parenting and a book about um, connections with children and making sure that we have healthy connections with one another. Um, it's based on the science behind attachment and the fact that there um, that all of us there's, have different types of attachment from how we were raised. And 60% of us have what they call secure attachments and about uh, 40% have insecure attachments, and then they go into kind of the different types of insecure attachment, which I'm not going to go into because I really wanted to focus this podcast on how do you build a secure attachment with a child who has received a diagnosis of autism, where there are some um, struggles with connection and relationship building. And so what they do in the book is they go through these four S's, safe, soothed, seen and secure And what they detail out in the book is the fact that if you have all these four S's and you're working on those, you're going to be successful in helping a child have a secure attachment with you if um, yeah so so I want to go through each one and talk about how can you do that um, because it really isn't that complicated it gets a little harder. But it's not that complicated. So the first one is safe. And um, what I'm going to do is just point out a few parts that are are in the book. So in the book, under helping a child feel safe, yes, of course, we think of like, okay, we're not going to let them get hit by a car. We're going to keep them safe. We're not going to let them fall off something. Like, that's all part of it. But the part that's interesting, too, is that you cannot be the source of fear for the child either And that is where it gets a little more complicated for a child with autism um, is because sometimes a child's sensory system is heightened, and so you might be the source of fear if you are somebody who does a lot of talking or you're rushing through things, those kinds of things. Those potentially could make your child or a child on the autism spectrum feel less safe And so just the act of you slowing down, reducing some of the sensory output that comes from you, whether that's visual information, auditory information, or even physical play. If you're somebody who likes to rough and tumble with your kids, some kids will um, get really excited or overexcited about it, but then you become also this, you know, where if you're not helping them de-escalate or re-regulate or co-regulate with you, um, you potentially are kind of spiking their feelings of fear or lack of safety. So making sure that you're not the source of fear by reducing sensory um, input for them is going to help them feel safe. The next one is soothed. So basically this is when a child is upset of trying to help them kind of move through that, not necessarily quickly, but helping them be seen in that moment that they're upset about something or they're feeling something, they're even excited about something, but not moving past it too quickly, not dismissing it. Oh, you're okay. Let's move on. Or trying to um, avoid it. I mean, that's what I see a lot of times with families is trying to avoid those situations um, so that you don't rock the boat, you don't... um, get anybody upset, where instead of actually being willing to go there and help your child through it and help them learn to be soothed in those moments through you, giving your child time with that emotion and labeling it if possible, giving them distance or closeness as your child seems to dictate. But um, And then of course, as I mentioned a minute ago, reducing the input is also another way to soothe. So kind of a combination of the safe and the soothed you can do together um and then in the third one is seen this one is fun i think to think about with autism because in the book they talk about how it's um we often will kind of think of our kids as um little versions of us <laughs> and we think about oh well that's how i processed when i was a kid and so that's how they must be processing it where in autism somebody's processing information differently and so just having that understanding that your processing is different and taking a moment to really um, kind of check in and listen to your child in, you know, what their body is saying, etc. cetera, um, is helping them be seen, that they are processing information differently. Um, also being able to listen to their special interests. I have a lot of families, I know, I know, you hear the same thing over and over again or you're really not interested in... Um, yeah, the whatever special interest it is and you, um, it just is hard. I get it. But the more that you can actually find some curiosity, why do they like this? You don't have to be interested in it, but you might get curious about why do they like it? What, what does it do for them that is making it so they are so curious or interested in it? That's going to help them feel seen if you don't avoid the topics that they most enjoy, but you actually find a way to kind of get in there and figure out what is it that makes them tick? What is it that's that's really heightening their interest in that? And then the last one is secure. And basically, I think of this one as the use of the secure attachment. So they talk in the book about how this one is a culmination of the safe, soothed, and seen, helps someone feel secure but i want to take it a step further because kids with autism will sometimes have a nice secure attachment but not necessarily be able to use that to go out and explore the world and so this one is where we i think of that we really need to capitalize on that secure attachment by Helping a child still take risks, take challenges, and be able to come back to what they call in the book their safe harbor or their snug harbor, which is you as their secure attachment. And then go back out and try some new challenges again and Back and forth, so it's kind of this lather, rinse, repeat, basically (laughs) for the secure one. Is that I think of this one as the most fluid. Yes, okay. Make sure they feel safe. Make sure they feel soothed, and in various moments that they're seen for their special interests or seen for their different processing but then really that then they can use that to go out and explore in the world. And that may not necessarily be out in the community. It might be in your own home with new things, trying new foods, etc. cetera. All right. Um, so that is the power of showing up and how it can apply to children or anybody of any age with autism. Uh, let me know if you have questions. All right. Take care. Bye.